0: i'm doing with my hands anymore uh what is this madness that we find ourselves in oh i know we are here for another episode of the takedown troop reviews your weekly tna wrestling review shows hi you biconics nerds out there it's been a hot minute it's felt chaotic over the last week and a half with tna reviews because uh real life stuff has kind of kept us busy but we are back to our regular <laughs> recording yep. schedule. I'm telling you, it's been it's been a journey to get here. Me and Will are fighting colds and just coming on oh. the tail end of it. Uh. Andrew's out here living his thespian life for the next couple of weeks. Yep. So we're all over the place. But one thing that is not all over the place, well, most of the time anyways, is our weekly TNA programming. And um you know, I'm going to apply the same th- statement that I did in NXT. I enjoyed this show. But I have some thoughts, too. <laughs> yeah.
1: I, yeah. I, I'm the same way. I'm like, I enjoyed this episode. <laughs> I didn't quite understand
0: some of this episode like choices that were made. We're going to be completely honest. Most of our deduction of our points come from robbing us for a second time. No Joe Hendry wrestling. Yep. I'm not going to bury the lead with that one. We'll get into more detail about that one. But TNA, come here.
1: Come here. first. Come on, man. I want to see
0: Joe Hendry wrestle. It's been way too long since we've seen him wrestle in the ring. Uh, Anyways. But I promise there's going to be some good stuff, too. It's not always going to be negative. So with the glasses now on my face, let's begin this proper. We kick off TNA. I almost said NXT. That's okay. I'm in that mindset, too, though, because it's just me and Will. Andrew needs the balances out, man. Like, yeah. Because when it's just me and Will, I think it's NXT, but it's not. But kicking off TNA this week. And also there's too there's too many promotions with three letters and for their names. It's crazy. But we get our opener for this week. Jake something versus Frankie Kazarian. Okay, I was very surprised in terms of. I was expecting Frankie to be kind of a chicken ish heel and be running away from it this ended up being a lot more powerhousey than I thought it was going to be. And I was like, yo, Frankie's kind of killing it right now. Mm-hmm. happening right now. Because <laughs> well, to go from a lackluster promo... Yeah. I was just like, that promo sucked, let's be honest. It did. His, his in-ring talent is never in question. No.
1: Well, you know, he kind of had to bring it in this match because Jake... Because we know Jake will gonna- bring it.
0: And commentary made sure to let us know because Jake is not a small dude. Jake is a big guy. And so Jake has a lot of power behind him. Oh, yeah. I think so. I truly, I think
1: that that's why Frankie was so, like, hard-hitting. Because he knew, well, I mean, he knows his opponent. I guess that's a good thing, you know, and that's one of the good things about it is that I feel that Frankie knew his opponent, and that's why he had to change his tactics.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, as opposed to what how we normally see Frankie wrestle, I think he was like, oh, shit, this is Jake something, and he's like a tank. So I'm going to have to, like, be a heavy hitter, truly, that's to keep up thing. with him.
0: Oh, absolutely. And I'm just like, I was very, like I said, I was very surprised of how powerhousey this match was. I was very happy to see this was more back and forth than it was, and I actually didn't mind that Frankie had to resort to cheating to beat Jake because it continues to make Frankie look like a, you know, scared, scared heel to lose, and so he's gonna run out, run out of dodge. But this also continues to make Jake look strong too.
1: Agreed. And anytime we get to see Jake wrestle, I'm here for it.
0: Oh, absolutely. I am super Ooh, happy.
1: He's so yummy. I
0: was like, we're gonna keep a tally throughout the whole night because there was a lot of things that happened this
1: episode. Yeah, there's a lot of yummy. <laughs> <laughs>
0: So we're going to keep, keep track. So that's one on the Will's yummy count right mm-hmm.
1: now. Which well, then we go. But you got to yeah. understand something real quick. Let me explain. <laughs> Throughout the whole episode, there are meals and there are snacks. Jake is a meal.
0: <laughs> oh, my goodness. Ugh. Saying. This is why this is why I love Will, and I love him being the I mean, co-host. Jake is like
1: so Jake is like a four course dinner.
0: Because <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of beef there. I mean, there's a lot. <laughs> I mean, you're not necessarily wrong. So I'm keep we're going to keep track and see how much we end up at the end of this. Okay. So that's one on the board. Jake is a meal. Okay, so we got one meal. <laughs> we'll put that on a t shirt somewhere. <laughs> <Jake>. <laughs> Shake of the meal. Yes. So after this match with Frankie Kazarian picking up the victory, we kind of go into tantum with his next batch stage segment, which featured Eric Young in some dim lighting. And he basically is like, You know, I've been trying to process what's been happening. I've listened to you talk. I've watched you in the ring. So now, Frankie Kazarian, next week, I want you to come to the ring so we can settle the score. And I'm like, Yes, finally. Frankie and Eric are going to be going head to head in terms of a promo and the eventual match we're going to get. I'm super excited. Yeah,
1: me it. too. Finally,
0: finally. This is what I wanted for this whole entire thing since we got it, and now we're finally getting to the first yeah. part of. I mean, it took the them long
1: them. enough to. I mean, it literally took them long enough to get here.
0: It's been like three weeks, almost a whole yeah, month.
1: Yeah, I'm like. Turn after it first happened, if I was if I was young, I'd be like, you and I got a score to settle. We need to do it right now. <laughs> fight, <laughs> fight, fight,
0: fight. <laughs> but I'm excited for this. Yeah. Eric Young is going to whoop, or at least try to whoop Frankie's butt, and I'm excited to see for this feud. But speaking of butts getting whooped, Jordan Grace versus Savannah Evans. Lord have mercy. This is a lot of beef with these women. And you know, this match was
1: only okay in my book it i mean it's the it's what happens after the match that actually made this match freaking awesome <laughs> like, i mean of course don't get don't get me wrong cuz jordan grace watching jordan grace do her thing is like awesome i love watching mm-hmm. her wrestle i mean truly she is also a meal by the way um that is (laughs) too but um to i mean so i was like okay this is gonna be great you know because i love watching her fight and then of course she was you know going up against um savannah and (laughs) and i was like oh this is this is gonna be really good and one it was super short (laughs) like i mean eight minutes super short i was just like wait what it's over already and but I didn't, I I wasn't all of, the match itself, I wasn't all that impressed with. I thought it was a little, I felt like Jordan was kind of holding her punches, to be honest. And I mean, I don't know if that's just because it's Savannah or or what, I don't know. But I just, you know, I just, I hate it when, you know, here's my thing. If you're going to put someone that is less experienced with someone like Jordan Grace, let's just say, I'm just, just a hearsay thing. If you have to say, Jordan, we need you to hold your punches, then you probably don't want to put them together. <laughs> you know, one, it makes, it, it's kind of sad for the, for the, uh, the, the oh God bless America. My English today is horrible. The challenger. And then it makes your, your actual like champion look weak. And I hate that. You know, and we know, every damn one of us knows that Jordan Grace is not weak. (laughs) It's like, we know it. She could literally lift that whole building up, I think, and shake it a couple of times. And put it back down and not, not have broken a sweat. I mean, that is, I mean, she is like a machine. She's a beast. And I don't feel like this match at all showcased any of that. Because th- it literally felt like she was having to be careful, quote unquote, uh, that
0: she, she was, you know, yeah, she wasn't. She was pulling her punches with Savannah, yeah. Which and, we know that Savannah is still newer to wrestling, but even yeah. still, we've seen Savannah be involved in more hard hitting matches. Yeah,
1: that's why I was well, like, I don't understand why they're. I don't under. I didn't understand why the punch. Why she was hold, pull, pulling her punches? So I, I, don't, know, I don't know.
0: Savannah went up against Masha Slamovich. Yeah, punches, like, that's why like, I was. Wild.
1: You know, it's funny. I was thinking that too I, when I was watching this match. I was like, "Wait a minute!"
0: I was like, Savannah did Savannah has Savannah "Masha, against
1: Masha, that's what I thought." And I'm like, "She can hold her own." I'm like, "Come <laughs> on, Jordan, unleash!" You know? I don't know. It eh. wasn't a bad match. It was just
0: eh, it was all right, yeah, it was alright. Wasn't the worst thing. No. I will say this: this women's match was better than what we got. It mostly for NXT. And I know Mm. I'm throwing Shade at NXT, but like I cannot get over how bad
1: the women's matches matches were. Oh my God, they were so weak. They were so weak.
0: Yeah, the match itself was fine with Savannah and Jordan. It's what happened after. It was however. (laughs) There is the biggest however, all in caps, underline, bold face, (laughs) italicized, whatever you want to call it. I
1: had to pick my jaw off the ground.
0: So Giselle, (laughs) Giselle went into business for herself, so we knew she was going to attack Jordan. That was a given. And then she turns around and decks Savannah in the face, too. With and the like X. lays her up with the X. <laughs> She's all and, right. then continue, and then she continues to beat up Jordan. And the last thing we see is Giselle holding up the Ultimate X and the Knockouts. And the DNA champion Knockouts out. champion. Yeah, I was just like, all right. I was like, Giselle, you already won me over as a fan, but I was just like, this. I
1: know. This, I was like this
0: solo heel run has uh, been solidified. And you know, it was so
1: funny because I was I literally was like, Ugh. my jaw was on the ground when she when she attacked Savannah. I was just like, Santa is like, yeah,
0: that's it, girl, get her. And then she's all like smack. I was just like, oh my god. What is that? Will Will has his count for tonight. My count is going to be the oh my gosh. Yeah counter. Was, because oh there was a God. lot of moments that caught me off guard so much. Uh-huh. Giselle decking Savannah as hard as she did was number one for me. But Man. I'm really excited. And this is how you build a match. I'm excited for Jordan versus Giselle at No Surrender mm-hmm. next week. It's going to be so much fun.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Speaking of fun things, yeah. we finally got our first <laughs> like, kind of talking promo from Ash by Elegance formerly known as dana brooke listen me and will as you know someone as two people who got to see her run in nxt before she got let go of the company and how mad we were that nxt let her go we are happy to see the formerly known as dana brooke ash we're just happy to see ash back on our screens <laughs> like mm-hmm. i've missed ash so much and she has her own like chevalier like that was so funny. <laughs> I was just like, I don't know what's happening here, but I'm here for the
1: ridiculous. Gia, Gia was so like, oh okay. <laughs> so he's like, give me that mic. <laughs> She's like, all right, I'm just gonna.
0: I like off. him already because he has the charisma. <laughs> I was like, you yep. need to have the charisma, over-the-top charisma like that uh-huh. if you're going to play a character where you are basically. Being a butler slash indentured servant mm-hmm. slash chevalier to a very elegant regal woman as mm-hmm. matched by elegance. And we get the announcement from her that she will have her in-ring debut next week, which I'm all here for. I want this to be she like pays expensive money to wear all these like elegant dresses, and then she'll cut a bit, she'll cut a girl in the ring. Like she'll fight you mm-hmm. real quick. I'm super excited. Me I'm too. so happy. I'm happy that we've slowly been building to this in ring debut because seeing all these vignettes and then finally seeing Ash tonight has not made me has made me more interested as each week has gone on. Cause this is how you tease the debut of a new talent in your company. Like Yeah. I'm super excited for Ash and her debut matches next week. And then ugh, I can't wait.
1: Well, me either. I'm super excited about it.
0: I cannot wait. Me neither. So then we get the second episode of the sound check with Alan angels. So this was corny to begin with. But let me tell you something. Will Simon Gotch, in his delivery and just the whole entire time he talked. I already loved him to begin with. Cause I have prior history with him, but this is how you get me interested in a brand spanking new match for a pay-per-view. Simon Gotch literally was a villain the whole entire time talking and I was like you know what I kind of agree with him oh god what am I doing turning on Josh save me <laughs> I know right but
1: you know oh and uh, you know I, don't, uh, I love the corniness of this this <laughs> the best talk show on DNA I'm the like only dude, the talk only talk show on DNA <laughs> Oh my and, goodness. But no, this was a really good one. This was I, I don't know I didn't know Simon. I had I have no prior anything with him. But I do like how he delivered this. I was like, oh okay, here we go. Josh Alexander's got a got a, a nemesis, which is what I think he's needed. Like someone specifically out to get him and him alone. You know? Everybody else that Josh has kind of had beef with, they've been kind of like all over the place, but this guy's coming in and like hyper-focusing on just Josh. And I think that's that's pretty awesome. And I I really think that's what, I think Josh needed that actually. I think he needs that opposition to, to sort of, uh, not enhance, but kind of support his sort of who he is, his character, because, you know, it's like, and again, and I'll use, you know, comic books and things like that. It's like Superman needs a nemesis. He needs Lex Luthor. Without Lex Luthor, Superman isn't Superman. You know, it's like the Batman. You've got to have the Joker in order to have Batman. You know, it's that sort of, you don't have the Joker, you don't really have Batman. Um, because they are truly like, they, they live for each other. And I think that I think this is gonna be great. I'm very excited about it. And also, uh Simon Gotch is a snack. Mostly because the soundcheck was all about the gotch crotch.
0: <laughs> when Will sent me that, I lost my mind. I'm like
1: <sighs> You did you not? Did you you went back and watched it, didn't you? He was <laughs> <soon> prominently as- <laughs> displaying a rather bulky package.
0: <laughs> just Look, as, soon, as soon as you sent it to me, I'm like, hold up. Now I actually, hang on. I was like, of course, Will would point that out to me, but the intensity from Simon Gotch, though, in this is like, he didn't need to yell.
1: Nope.
0: This was I'm calm. Not a, I yes, this. This, was, this was a quiet rage, and I'm just like, those I were the that. most scary... As a character trait, Quiet Rage is one of those tropes that is very scary to have in a character because they're calm on the surface, but behind those eyes, they're thinking about... They're seething, and they're thinking about about 10 different ways to take you out. Yep. Oh, and I... I loved it. I also love that as this is going on, Josh Alexander is basically the big burn mean who kicks down the door Uh because he's like, you got a problem with it? And then they fight, which then cuts the feed for the sound check. And I was like, this is perfect. Bravo.
1: It was. It was was a great moment. It's
0: (laughs) probably my favorite segment of the whole night.
1: It was mine, too, because it was super fun. And it was just like, yeah, the coming in, the fighting, pushing him into the cameraman, the cameraman. Yeah. (laughs) It was great.
0: Oh, snap. Yeah. This has me really excited. And we did get confirmation later in the evening. Also on, you know, yeah. uh, the internet as well, that it's going to be Josh Alexander versus Simon Gotch at No Surrender. And I am going to sentiment our co- other co-host who's not here, Will, when he sent us the meme of someone fainting. I'm like, yes, I am about to faint. If this match is as hard hitting as I think it's going to be, honestly, I might put no. Su- this match might end up being on my contention for best matches of 2024. <laughs> which is really saying something because the majority of the hard to kill matches are already on that list. (laughs) And I'm telling you, even though it's February if Josh keeps having great matches, like we've been seeing him have, I Mm -hmm. think Josh may end up being my wrestler of the year. Josh has been pretty. Yeah. He's been pretty consistent. Within the last two months. He's, he's about to face Simon Gotch. He got to face Osprey twice. Yeah. And on top of that, his match at Hard to Kill against Hammerstone was nuts. Yeah, that
1: was crazy. I mean, his, his rematch with Osprey was pretty intense, too.
0: I mean, like, good God. <laughs> Lord, have mercy. Josh is that dude. And I'm super excited to see how his style goes up against Simons at No Surrender. Which has me super intrigued and I'm here for Mm -hmm. me too. It's gonna be good. From here, we then get into the second match of the best of three for the TNA World Tag Team Championships. And this is the second match, as I mentioned before, between Grizzled Young Vets, GYV versus ABC. And ABC going into this match, needed to win otherwise, because they were down a match, and on top of that, GYV technically had the advantage both number-wise, because they picked up the first victory, but also because ABC had to work with an injured... I put it injured in air quotes for Ace Austin, whose arm got crushed by a case last week. (laughs) Yeah. One thing I love is consistency because they played on that a little bit during this match. I'm like, oh, wrestling. I love it when you have continuity. Yep. But I'm going to be honest, though. The star for me was Chris Bay this match. Oh, my God. And that man was on fire. Holy (laughs) Toledo, man. I was just like Chris Bay is a star. (laughs) Like, oh, my gosh.
1: Seriously. I was just like wow wow i mean i knew he i mean you know i know he's good but man it was it was uh i think it was right there towards the end when he when uh he finally got tagged in and he came in just wailing on those guys i was just like this is why i like chris bay i was trying i was trying to send you messages while that was going on and i just got caught up this in is it. like Too good, too
0: good of a match to miss. It was. So I think from in-ring wise, this is probably my match of the night from a wrestling wise. However, just pure entertainment and story wise is going to come a little bit later because there was a shock win I was not expecting. I was like, and we'll talk about that because I think that I think the person who won that match sets up for more in the Mm -hmm. knockouts division, which we'll get to in a little bit. But as far as like wrestling wise, this is my match of the night yeah. between this, this match between GYV and ABC. Yeah. And Chris Bay getting the hot tag and kind of clearing house a little bit allowed him and Ace Austin to pick up the victory here. So now the score is tied one to one. Chris Bay snack. <laughs> and we got a official confirmation that the final match, the third match in the best mm-hmm. of three series it's going to happen at No Surrender. So at No Surrender, we're either going to see ABC retain the titles or we're going to see GYV become your new TNA World Tag Team Champions. And I'm going to be honest, Will. Either way, I'm kind of... I am cool either way. I, I agree. I'm so sad that this best of three is almost over, though, because we've gotten banger tank team yeah, matches I agree. between these two.
1: Yeah, even the last, the last fight was so good. But this one, yeah, ABC came back hard in this one.
0: Which I love because they were down a win. So they needed to win this one. Otherwise, mm-hmm. it was all over for them. And I love when that plays into their characters and the wrestling style itself. Because they were more reckless, is not the word, but they were wrestling like they have no fear and yeah, they. Like their
1: lives were on the line.
0: Yep. And they wrestled with no abandon. I was like. This is what I want to see all the time from ABC. Because mm-hmm. I was like, ooh, I kind of like this version of ABC with backs against the wall. They need to be, they're desperate and you can tell. But this match was phenomenal. All four men in this ring were fantastic. Like I said, ABC picks up the victory here. And the third fi- and final match will be at No Surrender next week to see who becomes the TNA world champ- tag team champ. So, I, you know, I don't really want to talk about this because our disdain for these next three people happened. But we got a quick segment with Dirty Dango, Alpha Bravo, and uh, Oleg Prudius. I was just like, I forgot they were still here. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: And then as soon as I heard Dango's voice, I was like, I don't hate you, Dango, as a person, but I still don't know the direction we're trying no. to take with
1: all this. I don't either. I don't know what this whole thing was about. I was like, what is this about? Why are we here? Get off.
0: <laughs> Last time we saw you was at Hard to Kill, and that was a couple of weeks ago. And what are we doing now? I'm just like, I don't understand. What, you know,
1: this is the thing. I hate when companies don't know what to do with characters, so they just make them. They put them in these stupid like, who wants to fight us? You know, do you want to come? You know, come and like audition to fight us or whatever the hell they were doing. I'm just like, what? I'm like, can we give this man a purpose, please? Because right now, he doesn't have one. <laughs> and it's getting on my nerves. It's like taking up my valuable time.
0: <laughs> I can't believe I'm saying this, but like, even if it was for like a quick match, I want to, I just want a direction for Dirty Dango. And I can't believe I'm invoking this name, but I can't believe I'm saying this. I kind of want Johnny Swinger to come back and with. Oh, that's how bad this has gotten. Will. I want for me to invoke Johnny Swinger to come oh, back. Oh God. Don't say his name again. And it'll appear. If you say it again,
1: it's like Beetlejuice. Don't do
0: it. Or like Bloody Mary three times in the mirror. No, Candy man. Don't do it. Don't do it. Yeah. I just want, I do I'm too. not the, I'm not the biggest fan of these characters themselves. I want some direction. Yeah, Will we get it? Who knows at this point? Probably not. So we go from that into literally the political ad of 2024 because Mustafa Ali cuts his promo in a very presidential election style. Like we get a whole graphic, we get video packages. And then I'm sitting here, I was like, why does this feel oddly familiar? And then, you know, I look at the political landscape that is the United States. I'm like, oh, yeah. Except this is fun. And it makes me not want to cry and rip my hair out. But Mustafa Ali is just is, is like, you need a leader who's going to lead this X Division in the right direction. Can we really say that about Chris Sabin? Hi, I'm Mustafa Ali. And I approve this message. I'm like, we were robbed of this character in NXT because we were slowly getting this character in NXT. And then they let him go. And I'm so mad that they did. But geez, this character rules. I didn't know I wanted a political candidate wrestler character. And I'm kind of happy to see it's Mustafa Ali. This promo was so much fun. It was.
1: But his promos usually are. But this also kind of hit a chord with the current things going on in TNA. I was kind of like, ooh, this is kind of relevant all of a sudden. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. But I loved like it. A- yeah, it was a great promo. Okay.
0: <laughs> I know. I find it funny too that it's getting close to home. I was like, ooh, I know this was pre recorded, but still.
1: <laughs> I know. It's like, ooh,
0: oh, ow. Too soon, too soon. Too soon. But I'm. We are so close. Next week we'll get Ali in the ring against Sabin. But let's speaking of Sabin. Speaking of. <laughs> <laughs> After Ali's promo airs, then we get to the good hands. <laughs> the good hands are surrounded by like people who are also supporters of Ali. Like I don't know if they're local wrestlers or, you know, people that were at the show. Either way, they actually did all go- they did really well. And then the mm-hmm. two that spoke, I was just like didn't feel awkward, so I'm like, mm-hmm. shout out to TNA if these were local wrestlers or if these were actual audience members they pulled for a quick thing. I love that the good hands have now just become petty incarnate <clears throat> because oh, yeah. they're being bandwagoned and they're like, oh my gosh, Ali is great. I was like, you remind me, you remind me of my uncle Albert. I was like, he is, he has a mild heart condition. He's a Republican who votes against his own interests. Like that is what. The good hands ha- are just, like, less icky. I was like, yeah. those they remind me of those people who take politics way too seriously, and then they are just and like, yet, oh, my gosh. know nothing about it. <laughs> they know nothing about it, but they like the, the, the <laughs> candidate that they're voting for. I'm like, you don't even know what they stand for. What is happening? Which is very funny, because, like, everybody is mostly Canadian in CNA, and for them to do this very Americanized stuff, I was just like, as an American... I am saddened of how accurate this is. <laughs> yeah, I know.
1: That's what's so sad. It's
0: like, but Ooh. okay. Accurate. So this is so this is where the Ooh. WTF counter goes up to two because the good hands are giving this, and then Chris Saban walks in, just trying to exist, and because so, he's he had his luggage, he was checking his phone, and then the good hands like okay. basically berate him, and they're just like, "Look, man, like I'm just trying to exist." And then they're talking about how he's cracking under the pressure. And Chris Saban's like, whatever, I'm out of here. Turns around, like runs into another person who's wearing an Ollie shirt. And he's like, hey, man, watch what you're going. Oh, I'm totally sorry. And then I was so caught off guard because Chris Saban decks this dude in the face. And whoever the sound person is who made that punch, like sounded like he broke, like Chris Saban broke this poor dude. <laughs> or whatever needs a raise. Because I literally, this was the one part of the TNA episode this week, I was so caught off guard. I'm like, oh my gosh! He just decked him in the face! I had to rewind it because I was like, nah, that didn't happen. Bam! I was like, oh, snaps, He actually punched the dude in the face. Punching has been a big thing this week in all the wrestling. Yep. <laughs> I love it. I have no words, Will, like, holy either. crap chris Saban is actually cracking a little bit which we talked yeah. about before yeah. we rolled and you had said something so i'm gonna let you speak on it because who did you expect to see this do this kind of stuff that i when we were talking we were talking off
1: camera and i when we were talking about this this because we were both like when it happened we were both like oh my god it was a total oh my god moment for me and the funny thing about it is is I did not expect this from Chris Saban. Now, I would have expected this from Alex Shelley, for sure. You know, because to me, it's sort of like the way they, that the Motor City Machine Guns have been recently is that Shelley's kind of the hothead, and Saban's more of the, you know, sort of voice of reason. You know, I mean he'll he'll knock he'll knock heads when he has to, but a lot of it has been kind of like that. So when he, when Sabin popped that guy in the face, I was just like, oh, what is happening right now? I mean, are we about to see Sabin do a turn? Are the Motor City Machine Guns going to become a heel tag team? Oh my God. I think I would be totally here for that. Like, truly. I would be here for that because then it would make sense. I mean, it really would make sense because, you know, you know, kind of Detroit's kind of rough and tumble and, and they're both sort of, sort of shifting. You can see, I mean, Shelly's already shifted. We saw him shift with uh, Alexander. Once he and Alexander started their thing, then you can see Shelly shifting. This is the first time I've seen Saban, like truly like out of character like do something out of character. So that
0: was kind of that surprised the hell out of me. And honestly, with Saban kind of cracking a little bit like this, and we did get confirmation in our TNA bumpers for next week. We're gonna have Chris Saban take on the other half of the good hands next week. Mm -hmm. So I'm so interested to see Chris Saban kind of go off the deep end a little bit more because this means that Ali takes advantage of that at no surrender. All three of us had talked talk about this in our group Uh, chat, but I think all three of us kind of want to see Ali to win the title and have a short run with it, because we have Ali from No Surrender, and then we get the last time we'll see Ali in this little run is after the tapings that happened after Sacrifice in March in Ontario, Canada. (laughs) Right. (laughs) But man. I was pleasantly surprised, and I was caught off guard in the best way possible with Chris Sabin decking poor dude in the face. Oh,
1: me too. I to, I love this. I mean, if this is where they're going with it, I'm here for it.
0: Oh, absolutely. So after we watched for the second time this week, somebody get punched in the face. <laughs> like, uh, listen, we had women. We had Roxanne punch someone in the face on NXT. And then Chris Saban punched somebody in the face. Equal rights, equal fights is the key term for this week's episodes of wrestling in general. Mm-hmm. Then we get back to the wrestling because we have a TNA digital yeah. media championship match, which I totally forgot was a thing that happened was going to happen tonight. I totally forgot but we, about this, too. So we have Rhino taking on our digital media champion, Crazy Steve. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. I wasn't too keen on this match because I'm like, Rhinos okay for me. I love Crazy Steve. I was pleasantly surprised of how much I actually enjoyed this match. Mm-hmm. Me too. I I didn't
1: because at first I was like, oh okay, we've kind of already seen this, like this match, you know. And I was kind of like, oh okay, here we are. Okay, and then actually, I kind of got really in. I kind of really got into it. I was kind of like, okay. Because at first I was like, all right, here we go, all right, here comes Crazy Steve, he's going to do his thing, Rhino's going to do his thing, and it's going to be like that la- that one fight all over again, and then the bell rang, and Rhino just bulldozed him. <laughs> it's just like, oh, oh, that's what this is going to be, okay, all right, I kinda got a guy started getting invested in it pretty quickly, and then it did, and then of course it was, you know, shenanigans central, but... It, it it was so good though i actually really enjoyed this 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 match this was actually probably my runner up for match of the night because i real i and the reason it was is because this i had such low expectations for it and it totally like exceeded my expectations and i like that because and sorry for those of you out there who love tommy dreamer i love tommy dreamer too but when tommy dreamer had the title the title felt cheap I mean, it did. But now that Crazy Steve has it, it feels like a real title. Like, I mean, like real. Because, I mean, this is the first time that I went, ooh, okay. This this is a title worth getting. And I was, because Rhino was very much like, I want that title. <laughs> and then, so, I mean, it legitimized it, I think. It feels like, to me, it now feels like it's legitimized again because prior to dreamer i thought it was legitimate and then dreamer took it and it was sort of like "Uh, he's just sort of holding on to it and and then he lost it and then i was like okay now we're starting to bring it bringing legitimacy back to it i think so again i love tommy dreamer so don't y'all don't come running at me i just think that under him the title became kind of a joke
0: I feel that the digital media championship kind of became secondary during title Tommy dreamers reign, Mm -hmm. which is really weird to say because as a championship championships are meant to kind of be the forefront, regardless if you have like a main title, if you have a mid card or tag Mm -hmm. title, which I think I'm of the mindset that all championships have some sort of equal weight to it, regardless of whether it's a main title or a secondary title. But yeah, I felt like during Tommy Dreamer's reign, that title was very secondary to everything else we got with him. Which is really weird to say, but if this is what Crazy Steve's going to do with this title reign, I'm all here for it.
1: Yeah, me too. I like it. I like where I like what they're building it to. I like how Steve Crazy Steve is making it more more focused, like the focus of it. I mean, you know, and and I and I love it because he used it as a weapon in the in the match which, you know, I love that. I love it when they use the belts as a something, a prop, because it's, it makes it more legitimate to me as opposed to just sitting off to the side and someone will eventually win it. But no, it's like in the match, you know? <laughs> it's like literally in the match. And so I was, I was really, I really got into this match after, after I kind of saw it going. And I was like, okay, I really like this match i liked it more than i thought i would
0: <laughs> i did too so crazy steve is still our digital media champion which makes me super happy and we shall see who comes to step up to crazy steve next so then we get a quick backstage segment with pco in his french canadian <laughs> frankenstein-esque promo where he's vowing to destroy con and i'm I was just thinking I was like, Star Trek? What? Yeah, I, no, every oh. time.
1: That's what I did too. I was like, oh,
0: no, <laughs> I was like, not that one, I swear. Oh, sorry, wrong one. <laughs> wrong Con. Which then we get confirmation that it's going to be PCO versus, not the Star Trek Con, but formerly of the design Con in a match. And I'm looking forward to this match. And I'm super biased when I say this. I was like, I just want every match that PCO is involved in to be a Monsters Ball match. <laughs> <laughs> which we'll see what happens at no surrender between these two. Because if some schmazz happens, I was like, okay, we gotta we gotta get at least get a no DQ, like a street fight or something between yeah. these two. I'm just excited that this is gonna be a big hoss match, Ooh. which I feel like we haven't gotten a really big hoss match in a hot minute because yeah. we got Hammerstone and Josh Alexander, but now we're talking about like these are some two prime beef candidates sitting in front of us. Yep. Also
1: crazy Steve snack.
0: You know, listen, we hear the cra- we, there's something about crazy characters that we mm. both enjoy. It's, the uncertainty is really really cool. Yes. <laughs> okay, so we got to talk about my least favorite part of this. I mean, the setup is great. But this is the second time, this is the second match, like, within the last couple months. We were supposed to get Dina versus Joe Hendry, and then things got out of control as they normally do in the world that is the Joe Hendry cinematic universe. Because, (laughs) so, Dina's already in the ring, and he's, like, making his entrance. Joe Hendry's theme music hits, and I'm, like, clapping along with it like I normally do. And then A.G. Francis interrupts this theme song with his own diss track, and then Proceeds to come out and basically, you know, actually I actually, really like this part from AJ Francis and the basically kind of turns it around on Joe Hendry. I'm like, oh, my gosh, he's breaking the fourth wall. He's being meta. I'm here for it. Yeah. And, of course. We all come to know and love Joe Hendry because Joe's like, I don't even know what to say. I was like, is this is what I've been doing? He has like a miniature existential crisis. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which was funny to watch. And he's like, but I gotta answer back. It's not like I had a second video and then lo and behold, a second, <laughs> I know,
1: it was a so second funny.
0: music video <laughs> plays that was just as funny as the first one. Yeah. God, which so then funny. proceeds to AJ Francis beating up Joe Hendry. And then Deaner sides with AJ and beats him up too. Which then prompts Rich Swan of all people to come out for the save. So it's looking it's gonna be J- Hendry and Swan. Versus AJ Francis and Diener at some point. I didn't know I wanted Rich Swan in this (sighs) feud. But I'm kind of excited to see him pair up with Joe Hendry. And I'm actually really intrigued for this eventual tag team match between these four men.
1: Yes, me too. Because I'm really wanting someone to shut AJ Francis up. (laughs) And I want it to be Rick Swan. I really do. I thought they were going to get into it there in the ring when they were facing off with each other. I was like, oh, because you can see Rick Swan was just like, I mean, he was puffing up, and I was like, uh-oh, we're just going to, oh, Swan's going to like wail on him, and then he's like, yeah, it's not, whatever, you don't need. Then he walked out of the ring, but I was just like, oh my god, I want, I can't, I can't wait. I want to see this so bad.
0: The size difference alone in that like face-off between the two, because AJ's like a good a foot and a half taller oh than Rick Swan. I, know. I was like, I That's forgot a... how tall AJ Francis is.
1: And a good foot and a half wider than him, too. I mean, it was like pff, pff, to Rick. Yeah.
0: It's like <laughs> AJ like, Francis fills himself out in the best way possible. Like, mm-hmm. oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I'm upset that we got robbed of another Joe Hendry match. Oh, I know. But if we, but if this is leading to an eventual match where we get to see Joe Hendry tag with Rich Swan against Diener and Francis, I am okay with this. Just, I hope TNA doesn't wait too long to do this match.
1: Okay, I will give TNA one more time to do this to Joe Hendry. And then I, if, he, if he doesn't fight after that, I'm going to be pissed. Because I'm like power of three. You know, you do it three times after the third time. You, you got to give us something. <laughs> so you better fucking give us something. <laughs> Seriously, I've got more fan fiction to write.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if it hasn't been said before, you know, Will really loves Joe Hendry meal. We all do here meal. We all love Joe Hendry. I just want to see Hendry. We want to see Hendry wrestle. So hopefully we're getting that pretty yes, soon. Yes,
1: please. I love, I love when he wrestles. I just wish they
0: would let him do it. Because he, he reminds me of how, like, even though he's kind of short, Joe Hendry is kind of built a little weird. I don't want to say weirdly. Weirdly is not the word. Yeah. And I don't want to use built differently because that's what the kids say. And that's kind of overuses, too. But physically and what Joe Hendry is able to do ring wise shouldn't be the case they don't line up they don't match right and he surprises me because I was like last time we saw Joe Hendry wrestle I forgot I was like he's actually a pretty big powerhouse he is like we said our piece on it TNA Mm. we need to get Joe Hendry back in the ring (laughs) and uh, hopefully this tag match happens yes so then we get a little pre like a recap of what happened. It went down at another independent promotion in Puerto Rico. Nick Nemeth was wrestling. Yo, Steve Macklin booked it down there and beat him. Like Nick Nemeth owed him lunch money. I was like, that was a hearty run, which was, I was just like, that was great. And Then Steve Macklin in Puerto Rico beat up on Nick Nemeth, which then we cut to Gia Miller, who is with Steve Macklin and his entourage. Now the rascals. <laughs> Never, and Gia's just I
1: never saw Gia, that coming, by the way,
0: right? Which is insane. I was like, I didn't know I wanted these three together, but I'm kind of glad we do have them now because it gives all three of them like a different dimension to their characters, which I'm excited for. But Gia asked Steve, Is like, uh, do you want to explain your actions? And Steve's like, Uh, my actions speak louder than my words. You saw what happened. And then we get everyone's favorite wrestling dad come in. In Trent 7, oh. being accompanied by Mike Bailey, his, his accent, I was just like, oh, I forgot how cockney you are, and I love it. Meal. Meal. Trent 7 is everyone's wrestling dad. He's a meal. Yummy, yummy. He is dad because he has the man bun and everything. <laughs> yeah. And... But <laughs> this... But what makes me more excited is we're going to finally see Trent Seven in the ring next week because he's going to be taking on Steve Macklin. And I'm like, I didn't know I wanted this match until we got confirmation it's happening next
1: week. I'm ready for it because I really want Trent Seven to kick his ass.
0: Me too. I'm just happy to see Trent finally wrestle after, you know, I he know. was supp- he was supposed to be with Bayley at Hard to Kill, but Travel Issues didn't let that happen. And it seems that everything got fixed now, and I'm happy. I mean, we saw Trent and Bailey wrestle together at Final Resolution back in December, but this will be the first time since signing to TNA that this will be Trent's first TNA match since signing after Final Resolution, and I'm so here for it. I want them to be given time because I like Macklin. I like Trent. I'm super excited to see where this match goes. I'm so happy. Me too. I'm ready for some British wrestling. It's gonna be great. hmm So then we get into the surprising match in terms of who won, because then we get Killer Kelly versus Danny Luna, and I was like, okay, so Killer's gonna, so Kelly's gonna win because you know we have this t- knockouts tag team match happening at No Surrender between MK Ultra and Decay. So you want to give them the win, and you know what? The match itself was really good. Danny Luna is one of my favorites. I love her Mm -hmm. so much.
1: Yeah, this was a good
0: match. So great. Killer Kelly was great. This match was a lot of fun. But the when we get to the ending though, because MK Ultras try to pull their stuff that we normally see, and Jody Threat was having none of it. Mm -hmm. I also loved the suspender and jean combo she was wearing. (laughs) Like the denim jeans and the the suspenders I'm like Jody Threat is my spirit animal I love her so much but Jody Threat was running interference to keep Masha away which allowed Danny to surprise roll up Killer Kelly for the win and I had to pause my screen cuz I was not expecting Killer Kelly my homegirl from South America to lose but I was not mad it was the other surprise for me too I was like I'm kind of here that they lost I, I this was a surprise for me too I was
1: very surprised by this I mean, I was just like, uh, okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> I was just, um, all right. I I, I literally was just like, because uh, I was like, I was literally trying to wrap my head around it. Because I was thinking, well, they, because why would you have them lose? Not that I was upset because I was actually very thrilled that Danny Luna and uh uh um uh, Jody Threat won. You know, though it was surprising. I I was just trying to figure out why they did it like that.
0: You know, I thought about it too a little bit because normally when you have your number one contenders like fight prior to the championship match at a pay-per-view. You always want to make sure that your number one contenders win because you want to keep them looking strong. But surprisingly, though, I still feel that MK Ultra still looks strong by the end of this because even though Danny picked up the win against Killer Kelly, MK Ultra busted in the ring and started beating up on Danny Luna and Jody Threat. Which then, in the sub- in the reverse Uno card moment that nobody saw coming, we had Decay come in for the save like baby faces. I was like, who knew that a spooky Uki duo would be baby faces in this scenario? Because then Havoc and Rosemary come out to save Danny Luna and Jody Threat with MK Ultra getting the heck out of Dodge.
1: Oh yeah, that was fun. I love Decay. Oh my god, I love Decay. I love I Decay do. more than I love uh... Death dolls. the death dolls thank you i was like why is my is it, i was like dd D, what is it it's a, duh. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah i like decay a lot better i mean well you know they're darker and i always like the darker characters but i don't know there's something just so cool and fun about them you know the death dolls were cool and, and fun but there's just something slightly cooler and more fun with the with decay Like, I like their whole aesthetic they got going on.
0: Weirdly enough, this version of Decay reminds me, I don't know if you've seen in the film, but the way they dress now and the way they act, the way they speak, they're like the Donnie Darko of the Knockouts. Yeah, yeah, Which I really enjoy. I do too.
1: I really like them a lot. I really like this reinvention that they did, like a lot. So, but yeah, this was a very surprising
0: outcome. I was surprised, too. And I was pleasantly surprised. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I'm mad that Andrew's not here because I want I really wanted to hear his take on this, too, because I was like the three of us have we pretty the three of us technically think along the same line. So, yeah, but I was I'm happy for Danny. MK Ultra still looks strong. Decay, mm-hmm. I guess, are baby faces now but yeah. regardless this this made me really more excited for this tag team championship match we're getting at no surrender yeah. agreed now tna don't pull the same thing that you did at bound for glory and pull it from the card please don't do that oh, God. then i will cry and i will write so strongly pissed. worded email mm-hmm. uh, anyways so we get our bumpers for next week's tna of what to expect And then we get our bumpers of what to expect for No Surrender 2 because we pretty much get a rundown on the card. Stay tuned. We're going to do predictions next week because the pay-per-view is next Friday. Yep. It's going to be crazy. And then we we head into our main event for this episode, Kushida versus Moose. I like the wrestling that I did saw, but I was a little underwhelmed of how short this match was. It was was like, you know, I, I okay.
1: I think you know. I I think that Moose's style is just you know smash and bang, you know, because he's just he's just so big, and he's just like you know I you know Hulk smash, you know type of thing. And then Kashida is so spry, like a grasshopper on the wind, and. I was I was rather underwhelmed by both of them, actually. <laughs> I was just like, and I hate that because I love Kushida. I have, like, really kind of gotten, like, really, like, when I heard that, when I saw that it was Moose and Kushida, I got excited because I was like, oh, my God. Oh, my gosh. Kushida, that would be amazing. I would love to see him win, you know, that sort of thing. But, and then... I, <sighs> It was sort of almost predictable,
0: dare I say? I feel because of how short this match was, it never got into like a second uh gear. No, it
1: didn't. You're right. It was just sort of. mm. (laughs) And for a main event, I think that's dangerous.
0: Which kind of sucks because we got to. And I, you know, it's not fair to compare the weeks to weeks, but. We had an awesome main event last week with Alex Shelley and Eddie Edwards. Like that, that main event was really good, and that blew my expectations out the water because I was like, "Oh, it's going to be a pretty decent match." And then it ended up being my favorite match of last week's episode.
1: Yeah, this is this match felt like it it was wrong.
0: Like it shouldn't have been these two. Honestly, like, and I love Kushida. But maybe it would have been better if we kept the same time limit, but maybe Moose versus Kevin Knight might have been a better choice. I think that's, yeah, I think. Because, it, I, Mo- think, yeah. because I think style wise, even though Kevin Knight's a little bit more of a high flyer than Moose, I think both of them, because of how similar they are in height and their styles, I feel like would mesh a lot better than this. I'm not saying that Kushida can only be in the X division, but. We know what Kushida is capable yeah. of because that triple threat at Hard to Kill with him, Saban, and Vikingo Like, yeah. that was Kushida both being a high flyer X-Division, but yeah. also the very submission expert and to the mat wrestler we know him to be. Right. And this one, he felt...
1: I mean, I literally... This one felt like they were just both like, all right, let's put it in neutral... And let's just see where we roll. <laughs> you know, I was just, there wasn't, there. I, I wasn't excited in this match. I wasn't like, and I didn't have any ooh, ah moments, you know? And I thought I would with, especially with Moose, because Moose is so just such a heavy hitter, you know? And and I thought I would have had some oh moments with Kushida, because she's, he, Kushida's such a high flyer. You know, and just bounces off those those ropes, and I was just like, we didn't get a lot of. I mean, I felt really over underwhelmed with this one, and I and I was actually very excited going into this one, and I just, yeah, I think you're right. I think maybe if Kevin Knight had been in this one, I think it would have been a a much more I don't know a much more exciting match. Maybe like I'd like to see like Kushida and Eddie Edwards, you know, uh, and I think that would have been a good one.
0: Or are even you? like, even though we saw him a couple of weeks ago, Kashida versus Brian Myers, I think would actually yeah, have been really decent. I agree too. with that
1: too. I, I couldn't think of the other guy's name. <laughs> 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 i was like Eddie Edwards, and uh, his name will come to me, and I'll, and then I'll say, yeah, or, the or... <laughs> or
0: or are Mikey's picking up when I'm laying down? Yeah, I was like,
1: because <laughs> uh, I can't think of what his name is. I'm sorry, sorry, Brian Myers. I for some reason, you're literally your name just left my brain, and I was just like. Eddie Edwards and the other guy. That guy.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Right. So Moose picks up the victory here, which then prompts the rest of the system to come out. They beat up on Kushida. And then Alex Shelley and Kevin Knight come out to even the odds. So this plays into two different things. And I think we're going to continue with this time splitters of Kushida, Alex Shelley, and Kevin Knight after No Surrender. But because at No Surrender, it's Moose versus Alex Shelley for the TNA World Championship in a no-surrender match, which is going to be very interesting. But then we find out today at the time of this recording on Thursday, earlier in the day, on the Countdown show, it's going to be Brian Myers and Eddie Edwards versus Kushida and Kevin Knight. So I was just like, cool, so we're continuing this. I think that tag team match is going to be really, really fun. So I but, agree. I, so... Alex, Shelley and LA, not not LA Knight, Kevin Knight, because I'm like, different promotion. Uh, Kevin Knight and Kushida stand tall as TNA goes off the air this week. I think that is the fastest we've ever gone through a TNA episode, and we're about to hit an hour. <laughs> it's crazy. All righty, Will, so last and final thing we got to do before we get on out of here. What do you rate this week's TNA episode?
1: Well, um, uh, hmm. Well, I mean, it was like it wasn't a bad. It wasn't bad. I just I don't. I'd probably give it like around a maybe a seven. You know, it was it was good. You know, it could have been better. I mean, it could have been a lot better. You know, of course, I did take off points because of Joe Hendry. Um, but and I thought the main event was flat. Um, But everything else was pretty good. I mean, you know, so, yeah, I'd I'd give it about a seven for sure. Like a strong seven.
0: I agree with you, too. And that's kind of the same score that I gave it for the exact same reasons. I think that a lot of this was we're building towards no surrender. I think a lot of it did get progressed. But there was some stuff in here that I felt like was kind of weird. The main event did fall flat. I feel like you could have taken out the Dirty Dango segment. And we really wouldn't have had missed much. And don't rob me of a Joe Hendry match. <laughs> like, those are why I deducted some points that I did. But 7 out of 10, that brings us to the end of this week's episode. So next week, when we come back with our TNA review, it'll be me and Will once again, because Andrew unfortunately can't be there to, you know, do the go-home show review with us. But fear not, because Andrew will be here for this review for No Surrender. So the three of us are going to be reviewing that pay-per-view together. We're super, super excited. Now we go through the housekeeping before we sign off for the evening. If you enjoy what we have here at the Biconics Wrestling Pod, you know, YouTube channel, check out other TNA reviews as well as some other stuff we got here. You can follow us all over the social medias at BC Pod. We also have a Patreon that you subscribe to, so that it's a lot of fun as well. And of course, if you can't commit to watching us, you can take us on the go, where all your favorite podcasting networks are. And then, special announcement: we are making our first live wrestling convention appearance, which is really interesting. Has been a fun in the works behind the scenes, but we're going to be at the New Jersey WrestleCon May 18th and May 19th. So if you are in the area, come say hi to, stop by our table. We love to have a chat with you, sell you some merch, talk about wrestling, take some pictures. This is really crazy for us because this is our first convention that we are getting to be a part of, which is nuts. That's just us representing our brand because there's actually going to be some wrestlers there like Billy Starks, Abaddon's going to be there, Kurt Angle, X-Pac. Like, this is about to go nuts. And I don't know how professional I can keep us because I might fangirl the whole entire time. I'm just putting it out there. (laughs) But that is going to be it for us this week. From myself, Will, Andrew, and the rest of the Biconics boys, remember, take care of yourself, love one another, and as always, stay Biconic, all you beautiful guys, gals, non-binary pals, he, she, theys, and gays of the internet. We will see you for the next TNA review next week. But until then, ta-ta for now. Thank you so much for tuning in to another Vibe Tribe production. What's going to happen next time? Well, you're going to have to tune in to find out. But until then, remember, take care of yourself, love one another, and as always, make sure that you keep the good times rolling. Thank you for being here, and we'll see you next time.